quarantine got you down? Feel like strangling your significant other? Girl, same. It's Adam, just in case you forgot, and we are jumping into your feed with a little bonus episode of Me and My Gorgeous Husband to get you through until season two. So enjoy this conversation between me, my husband, and my boyfriend, Travis. That's right. We are talking about all things more than monogamous, ageism in relationships, and Travis's experiences on dating apps. Bitch, bring that music up. I am shook because today we are very fortunate. We have two lovely human beings that I am very fortunate to know. We have my husband, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. And my boyfriend, Travis. Hello. (laughs) Travis, can you say that like you're not being held at gunpoint here? (laughs) Hello? (laughs) (laughs) My gosh. Uh, Welcome, y'all, to a uh, little lovely discussion about what it is to be more than monogamous. Yeah. It's exactly what you think. I hate him, and I'm going to murder him. That people <laughs> often think about that uh, they when do. they when they consider like our relationship and your relationship to Travis. Yeah, they ask me all the time. I think they expect the worst because it would bother them in their own personal lives. Yeah, but yeah, no, he's wonderful. He really is. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you agree, Travis. We've known each other for a long time. We have, yes, for like what three years? It's been about three years. My freshman year. Yeah, when you, freshman year of college, uh, when right. you seduced me. That's, oh, um, my God. <laughs> we're going back to this. Yeah, there's a lot of debate over how this went <laughs> Listen, if you DM someone happy birthday. Then I mean Michelle, it. Then I mean it. Happy yeah. birthday. Happy birthday in a DM is <laughs> this booty is ready for you. Or they're just being nice. No. Michelle, people aren't nice. Okay, wait. Let's Let's get to this. So when you uh, messaged him randomly, was it Facebook? It was through Facebook Messenger. After we had talked on Grinder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was months after y'all had sort of kind of lost contact, maybe. Yes. Did you? What was? What was the push behind that? Like, did you expect to just have flirty conversation, or did you expect to meet? Like, why did you say happy birthday? Well, it was, oh gosh, um, it was flirty conversation for sure, um, but... Ooh, the truth will set you free. <laughs> and I certainly feel but, free today. Um, I think what really set Adam apart from everyone else is that um, Adam is an excellent conversationalist, um, and just the idea of maybe going out on like a coffee date was very enticing. And I thought, yeah, like, let's give this a shot, you know? Yeah, I think I was really low pressure for you. You're very low pressure. So I was like, you know, I, I get you don't know what you might like or want. And you can just show up and talk and that will be a lovely connection in itself. Yeah. Good for me. <laughs> Yeah, congrats. It's Very really fortunate. wild to have both of you uh, here and recording this because uh, how often I get roasted when you two are together. <laughs> it's like the only time I mean, that like people can like, it's almost like uh, Power Rangers where they like come together and make like a... We're the Megazord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And try to take me down. And then well, who's the bad person on Power Rangers? Okay, Michonne, you're useless. Rita Repulsa. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> and then I read a Repulsa, your ass is back to... <laughs> To oblivion. Mm. I do like to often think of us as the Megazord. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Um, So I always feel really fortunate, Travis, because I know you were, like, in, 
a, a real position of exploring and trying to understand yourself and you shared yourself with me and Sean and For it's sure. really just been a really lovely experience. Yeah. And, um, you know, from, and I, I do appreciate you saying that. And I think from my perspective though, uh, I'd say I'm also very fortunate to have you and Michonne, um, be kind of this, this guide for me to explore my sexuality because, you know, like some people out there, I'm someone who comes from a rural conservative town, um, where people are shamed for that all that, all the time. Um, hello, if you're listening to Brady, <laughs> Texas, call in. Yes. This is, uh, <laughs> talking to you, Brady. Um, <laughs> Named after a white person. I mean, go figure. Uh, <laughs> Shocker. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've been absolutely fortunate to have you all in my life to allow me to explore my sexuality. And I mean, ultimately, you gave me the confidence to come out. Um, and you all even threw me a celebration for that. So, I mean, very, very fortunate. A lot of first times with you all, as um, you all know. So, for those listening, <laughs> we were Travis's first three-way. <laughs> oh, this shit. This is true. Yeah, you're welcome, Michelle. It happens. Still the best of the state. Thank what, you. What? 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 Oh my God! You know how to stroke a lady's ego. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing that medal. We took you to your first gay club. You did, yeah. That did. Have, I forgot about that. Remember, we tried to uh, y'all tried to sneak me into Rain, and the bouncer was like, "No, yeah, you're they so would the, not allow it." Yeah, we had so to take okay. you to but Club V, which sounds like it's from fucking True Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Was that what it was called? Yeah, what does V stand was, for? Bitch, who knows? The closed. <laughs> Listen, if we had a lesbian bar in Austin, I would be very excited because women who love mm-hmm. women need a space. Um, do. We also, I mean, we've had you here for like Thanksgivings. Thanksgivings, Christmas, Valentine's, you know, any celebration that you have, I feel, I always feel included. Um, it, it's wild to me because I, I, I do a lot of work, right, with more than monogamous people. And I think there's this uh, notion that if there's already an established couple or unit, then any third person is going to feel less than. And one of the things I'm really uh, proud of in our dynamic, especially for Michelle, is this notion that like we want to treat everyone with respect and kindness and that they feel loved and right. valued, right? Yeah, so for sure. It doesn't have to be a hierarchy. Yeah. I mean, it certainly doesn't work that way for me. But I, I yeah, I often get questions about Travis from coworkers or friends that Who's that hot guy on your Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, How is that? And um, you know, they expect the worst. They want me to be to be bothered by it or whatever would bother them in their own lives. And it's not that at all. I don't know. I've always appreciated Travis. He's a perfectly lovely human being. I'm good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> true. Are. I mean, when we met, I think you were really trying to figure out who you were just because of, like, uh, the phase of life that you were in, as well as being, like, a queer person, a person of color from, like, a small town in Texas. Yeah. And had to make it okay for you to exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you did. Yeah. yeah, Travis and I actually have a lot in common because we're both from incredibly small towns in super, I don't know, conservative states. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and we've you, had a lot of the same experience. And you both love the deepest mouth of the South. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> sure. That for sure. <laughs> uh, now, like, uh, one of the things that I 
I talk a lot about this with people, um, what it is to have a generation gap in, in a relationship. Uh, it's what a privilege it is to, to like connect with someone who is exploring themselves and to be a support and offer uh, some things that I wish people had done for me. Right. Like I wish someone had been smart enough to be like, Hey, you can just be you. Yeah. And I'm going to show up and celebrate the fuck out of that person. Yeah. I always, I always get questions from my friends. Like, how are you like so knowledgeable in doing all of this and that? And I, I tell them that I'm just really fortunate to, to know you, Adam. Yes. You're like data sex struck. therapist. You're learning how to <laughs> suck dick real good. <laughs> Um, no, but like I, I think we talk about things like more than monogamy or like self. Yeah, you just have to you have to stay open minded. Yeah, gosh, I, it's so funny. I remember when you were talking to me about coming out to your family system, and one of the things that actually made me uh, love Michonne even more, which is wild to think that that's possible, is that he said, "If they're rejecting, like we got you," and to have someone say you know, I understand this person's meaningful to you and we will be a support to them as a unit. That was like a big deal. And I was like, Oh fuck. I've really built a life. That's lovely and beautiful. Yeah. I'm pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Huh? You do. Um, in that scenario, and I think a lot in, um, minority groups or, um, groups that are underrepresented, uh, a lot of times you have family systems that will typically not accept someone of their own kind, their own blood. And so it's it's always reassuring because during that time, during that moment, I truly felt like I had a second family with y'all. Yeah. Um, oh, you know you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you know. Yeah. Um, my goodness. It's so funny to think about all the things that we've been through in our relationship. Because it's been like really lovely times, and there's been times that are challenging. It's been a roller coaster, yeah. Yeah, I think the times that were challenging, you were kind of figuring out like how to like be a human, mm-hmm. because you're like, oh fuck, what do I want? What matters to me? And it pushed me into this position to learn how to love in a like much deeper way, where I think we usually end up loving people because it's re- reciprocal. So I give you this, and therefore I get this, and it's really different to say I give you this. And you have the freedom to be and to exist and to do you. And I hope you choose me again. Yeah. And it was really challenging experience, but like also fucking lovely. Yeah. I think people need to realize there's a huge generation gap. (laughs) (laughs) So whereas Travis is like discovering who he is as an adult and figuring out college life and life in general, um, we've already been through that and it's done and over yeah so some of us much earlier (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's that so shady i'm just saying michonne you're about to be on the iceberg it's yeah it's true that's what happens in our culture there was one so i knew travis's age but you don't really think about it in depth but one night we were all hanging out and i was wearing a shirt from a camp that I worked at when I was in college. (laughs) And the shirt said, um, I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before, but the shirt said uh, something about the camp and it being 1997. Um, And the shirt looked relatively new because I take care of stuff. And I didn't think about the date on it, but Travis noticed the shirt and says, oh, that was the year I was born. 
<laughs> and when I thought about it, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, 20 years old in this picture. I mean, in this, when I got the shirt, sorry. Um, and that I got it in the summer of 1997, but he wasn't born until December yeah, of 1997. Yeah. That shirt was older than me. Yeah, and I and me was <laughs> broken. I was destroyed. <laughs> I it's wild to me how ageism uh, keeps people from exploring intergenerational love. This idea mm-hmm. that like, oh, this person's just young and wouldn't know anything or wouldn't be valuable or is just kind of like a toy, right? Rather than like a human who is smart and kind and loving and yeah, worthy of connection. <sighs> I fucking hate ageism. It's weird. It's a weird ism because, like, it's one that we all experience. It is. Right? It like, really we is. We've all been young, and if we're fortunate, we all get to be old. And the challenges that come from that experience. Is and you can wild. experience it in complete reverse um, situations. Yeah, like Benjamin Button. Yes, like some people are um, judged because they people think they're too old, and then other people are look younger than they are, and they're still judged and broken for those things, and yeah. that sucks. Yeah. Now, Travis, you actually experience the world in a different way than Mashan and I, because we are white people. I am, like, extremely white on my driver's license. My ethnicity is <laughs> opaque. Um, Mar. Yeah. So <laughs> and y- you are a person of color. Do you want to talk a little bit about your experience about, like, dating and hooking up and being in the world as a person of color? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I mean, two of the major things that... Uh, were difficult for me growing up in Brady was the fact that um, we were the only um, Asian American family in our hometown, and I didn't come out at the time, but I also I was gay. Um, I found that out later in high school, but um, one of them that I could hide, one of them obviously I could not. Uh, just some of the things I remember going through in high school was um, there was one particular moment in fourth grade when. We were taking some kind of exam or doing some group assignment, and one of the little kids, they got a highlighter, and they marked my skin, and, the, and I don't know, like, these kids, they they get so creative with their insults, but, like, like, if it was a stupid insult, I wouldn't have minded, because it would just be stupid, but he, he marked my skin, and he said, uh, wow, it, it blends in perfectly fine, like, it's, it's, uh, I can't even see, I can't even tell. So obviously he was making a remark to my skin. And of course I get every now and then like squinty eyes and, you know, any like Asian feature, they'll, um, they'll insult it in some form or fashion. And I just think that's like absolutely ridiculous. And it definitely got to me as a kid. Yeah. It's wild um, to me how limiting it is. I think of like dating and hooking up now. Like, one, on Grinder, you can filter out people by their ethnicity. And I'm like, that is racism in, in dating and hooking up. Yeah, it well, is crazy. Like, it's so limiting. Um, and the idea that people would say, uh, like, no one's ever said to me, Adam, you're attractive for a white guy. But I know I have uh, clients and friends of color who have been told specifically, like, you are attractive for whatever ethnicity they are. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, what is your experience on dating apps like? Well, um, it's it's <laughs> it's definitely been mixed. Uh, so, I grinders, mean, we, we did meet on Grinder. We did meet on so Grinder. There are some good right. things. There are some good things, yes. <laughs> but uh, some of the less fortunate circumstances that I've experienced was uh, I was I was conversing with this guy who I found attractive, and 
heated to me as well. And so we were conversing, we we're having a good time. And then uh, he noticed on my profile that I put mixed. And so he asked me like what my full uh, racial background is. And I told him that I was half Chinese and immediately he said, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. And I think that it was just, uh, just so degrading to yeah. have someone like immediately shut me down from this connection whenever I revealed that I was half Chinese. Especially when he was obviously interested in the beginning and the, his only reason for uh, disconnecting the conversation was because you said you were half Chinese. Like he was obviously interested based on your pictures and your profile. None of that bothered him. Right. But just to hear it out loud was enough to shut you down. Yeah. I can't imagine telling like an entire race of people that not a one of you has anything to offer me romantically or erotically anything that I'm interested in. Like that's e- so limiting. Even though I like your pictures. Yeah. They which are good is, pictures. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I've seen them. <laughs> They're very good pictures. I just, yeah, the whole thing is crazy. I was telling you, um, I don't know, a week or so ago that I saw someone's profile on Grindr. Um, and in their picture, uh, they were very attractive, but I guess maybe their eyes were half closed and they felt the need to write on top of the picture. Um, I'm not Asian. I'm just super tired. And I was just so done. Yeah. I wanted to, I told you that I wanted to message them and say, well, I liked your pictures more when I thought you were Asian, but too bad. Right? Just to prove a point. But that's aggressive and unnecessary. Yeah. I can't speak on behalf of other um, people of color, but at least I know in the Asian community that uh, Asian men uh, have this tendency to be emasculated. Yeah. Um, When the research shows that when we're talking about sexual racism and dating, mm -hmm. that Asian men face uh, some of the most for men. Yeah. At least here in the U.S., um, yeah. sure it's different, you know, elsewhere. But yeah, and you know, it's an unfortunate thing, you know. You know, I wonder. I wonder how much of that racism exists, like within their own society, when there are lots of Americans living there. Or uh, I I think because of colonization, right? Like yeah. whiteness got carried over to a lot of cultures. It's like this is this is what we value. This is yeah, one. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It is. And then people miss out, which that's like what's wild to me is this notion that their whole experiences and lovely humans to connect with and uh, just enjoy, they would just be written off. Uh, The other side of this, though, we haven't really got into yet, I think is important to talk about, is um, what it is to be fetishized for your ethnicity. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is, I can't even imagine what that is. Cause there's a difference between like, you know, I do a lot of kink and fetish work. So there's like race play, which is when people opt into that and you know, I'm like, cool. That's, that's something that you're looking to explore. That could be really helpful and, and navigating some of the challenges you might experience because of your race or ethnicity. Um, but being fetishized for your race or ethnicity, uh, it's really dehumanizing like i think of it as like you ever go to like a amusement park and they do like a characterization of you like yeah. what if they like drew some character of you and you're like all right that's all of you 
that's all I care about. That's all I see you as. Yeah. It's just uh, one thing. I think conversely with uh, Asian men being emasculated, I know that a lot of, a lot of um, Asian females are typically fetishized uh, here in the States. Yeah. In Western culture. Which is wild. It's wild to me that we say this group is exotic when in reality, white people, we are the exotic ones because we are the minority. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> white people don't like to talk about that shit. Um, but what, what narratives that we write about that and how ingrained they are and what that does to a sense of self. Cause I think one of the things that was really dynamic about our connection, Travis, um, was how often I was really being a place of like reducing shame for you. Like going like, Hey, you lived in systems that tried to shame you for being queer or being uh, a person of color. And like, you don't have to do that with me. And you can unpack that shame now and actually have a sense of pride. Yeah. And I think something that really helped and, you know, it's, I, I think something internalized um, that I had in my mind is because Adam, this person who is white, is telling me this, is encouraging me, um, it somehow added a bit more credibility, a bit more validity to what you were saying. So I was more likely to perhaps believe what you were saying as opposed to maybe someone else who was a person of color. And I think that's just has been ingrained in the back of my mind since, you know, I was growing up. Yeah. And the idea that like, just that I would have like more weight because I happen to be lacking pigment is <laughs> <laughs> wild, right? It's silly when we talk about it in those terms, uh, but it's the reality of it. It is. Yeah. And so there's a part of me that is like, um, really fortunate that we got to be in each other's lives um, because, you know, as much as I got to like support you and, and champion for you, you've also been in my corner when things like depressions kicked up um, in a meaningful way. And yeah, it's really a lovely thing. Yeah. I think we've both allowed each other to grow. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, girl. you like miracle grow. You made me, yeah, <laughs> oh, look at myself and be okay. like, "Bitch, you say you love people. Now you're gonna learn more." Is that older than me, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and if what's funny is like in dating Michonne and being with Michonne for so long, um, I felt like I had worked through all my shit. Mm. And then when we started like connecting more and more, we are much more similar than Michonne and I. And I would see, especially when you know you were kind of uh, developing a sense of self. I would see reflections of my own self in you. And I would sometimes I be like, that, yeah. uh, Michonne, I am so sorry. <laughs> this is what it's like to be with someone who is X, Y, and Z. And hey, yeah. my God, I'm those things. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of sides. Yeah. Sometimes it takes us a while to figure them all out. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. my good side right here on my left. Oh my God. Yeah. Every side is your good side. Well, thank you. You're fucking 22. <laughs> True. Yeah. He seems... He's an old soul. Yeah, because I fucking raised him. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's my gaby. Oh, my God. He's taking credit for your life. Yeah. Max. Listen, I think we rescued each other in a lot of ways. That might be true. I can agree. Hmm. Love it. Uh, Travis, I'm sure some people did not understand what it's like to be in a relationship that's more than monogamous. What's that experience been like for you? Um, you know, it, I've been finding that it's, 
it hasn't been as challenging as I as I thought it would be. If sh- I'm, I have friends every now and then who um, who question it for sure because I think um, we we're taught growing up that monogamy is truly the only way that you can go, and that's not always the case. Yeah, I remember you had like you were kind of figuring out yourself some. This was a while back, and you like picked a partner who really wanted to be monogamous with you, and like begrudgingly allowed me and you to continue our relationship. Yeah. And then they really weren't more than monogamous. Yeah, that was uh well we're we're just gonna keep names out of it, but yeah, yeah I remember, yeah. remember that time. I was not <laughs> pro that person. Mm-hmm. But then you like dated someone who you were like, hey I actually want to be monogamous with this person. They're like a decent, loving human. Yeah. And I was like, please do. Uh it's hard. It hurt. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I learned to be chill. And in growing my own idea of what it is to love a person, you found your way back to me. I feel very fortunate. <laughs> I'm fortunate. What? Michonne's the most fortunate. Yeah, that's probably true. Because you get both of us. <laughs> yeah, what up? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Michonne, what's it like for you to have uh, a more than monogamous relationship, to have me kick it with someone who's, like, cute and... I'm sure other people might have their own opinions or thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. In the beginning, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I'd be okay with it or not, but we took like small steps and checking it out. And I don't know. I found out that I'm pretty low key and relaxed and I'm good with things. And I know what I have uh, when it comes to you and I'm perfectly okay with it. Yeah. I think it also took the pressure off of you. Yeah, for sure. a fucking lot. Yeah, when it comes to monogamous relationships, people expect a lot. There's so many expectations, and I'm, I don't know that I'm a person who can deliver on all of those. Yeah. I so um, I need, like, a little time uh, to step back. Yeah. And so, yeah, that all works out for me. Literally time to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to breathe. I'm a person who needs to step away yeah. from the epicenter. No matter how lovely and gorgeous yes. is. thank you even still yeah yeah know. no so it all worked out fine and i don't know you know as long as you know travis is a perfectly wonderful person that's fine yeah yeah, yeah. i mean if he was a total shit bag i would probably have a problem so yeah yeah i mean now every now and then i can be but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I think i'm I think what helped us, Travis, <laughs> is that any any harm I felt in our dynamic, I knew it was like unintentional. Yeah, I think it's definitely a lot of coming in age, coming mm-hmm. of age for me. Well, and then yeah. the other pieces, people just aren't perfect. I'm not perfect, even at a young age of 38. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they're all there will always be growing pangs. Yeah. Pangs, pains. Even in our 50s, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm still experiencing them. <laughs> I know my parents are. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, y'all, I'm so grateful we got to have this time together. Yes, it's been great. Thank you for featuring me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love both of you humans so much. You should. Um, are great. You both allow me to express myself and be myself in ways that I wish people growing up knew how to do for me. And so it is always meaningful, and I'm forever uh, thankful that I get to, like, exist with such fantastic humans. Moi aussi. 
I am very. Um, I think it's French for I uh, watch the OC. <laughs> me, me as well. Yeah. I am not the norm. Uh, so I'm glad that you can understand who I am and give me space yes. to breathe. <laughs> I appreciate you. Oh, you should. <laughs> <laughs> Me and My Gorgeous Husband was brought to you by Mariah Gossett, Michonne Fontenot, yeah. and Adam Marr. Done. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, hey, if you like our podcast, make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because, bitch, that's how we get found. That's how more people find the deliciousness that is moi. Yeah, tune in and help us out. God damn it. Yeah, lend a hand out, you piece of shit. <laughs> I've been telling everybody to rate us. <laughs> I don't know if it's happening, but if it hasn't, I'm going to murder them all. 